What's up, everybody? It's another beautiful day and another fresh, hot episode of Let Them Eat Takes. Episode 25, to be more specific, we've been doing this for about a year now. We're 25 episodes in, so yeah, we're going to pat ourselves on the back for our uh, consistency. Yeah, we're going to be talking about all that good college football stuff. You know, crazy plays, uh, coach firings, mascots, what the word aloha means if you're a quarterback from the great state of Hawaii, some more Bo Nix magic, and how do no Notre Dame fans feel about getting exposed this early in the college football season. This is Let Them Eat Takes. Hello, and welcome to Let the Meat Ticks, sports podcast for the Irish era. I'm Jonathan, here with Justin and Scotty. Hi. Hi. What, what is here, anyway? What is here? What is what? What is anything? So, exciting weekend. The Major League Baseball playoffs were set. The college football... Uh, Saturday was full of a bunch of losses that I enjoyed um, and wins that I enjoyed. And you know the Falcons blew it on Sunday, so your average fall sports weekend. It wouldn't be it, it wouldn't be a Falcons fall without a, a blown lead and people getting mad at Matt Ryan despite throwing 300 yards and four touchdowns. It's totally his fault. He could have thrown... 500 yards and seven touchdowns. Why didn't he line up at safety and, and you know, stop those big plays down the field? Why didn't he take off Tyler Heineke? Why can't he do that also? That is funny that they, you know, Tyler Heineke is like an undrafted kid from like Gwinnett County. Yeah, he's a local he, boy, right? He gets to be the hometown villain. Yeah, local boy. Or hero for the people who don't like Falcons. For mm-hmm. the WTF, the WFT. I don't know what they're called. They don't even need a mascot at this point. Just be the Washington football team. Who cares? I think it's or the Washington team, comma, football, WTF. They should just lean into the soccer. It would be just Washington FC. Be like the first NFL team. The first, the first tryhards in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen is they're just going to like sell out to a sponsor. And they're just going to be like the Washington Kleenexes and just get like Kleenex money. No, let's be real. They're in D.C., so it's going to be the Washington Goldman Sachs or the Washington Lockheed Martins. (laughs) Or the Halliburtons. There it is. (laughs) That sounds like a funny college, uh, college team name. The Halliburtons of East Indiana State. Go Halliburtons. Halliburton's. It's a long cheer. War, war, war. Sorry. This isn't a political podcast. Um, well, <laughs> before we get to, uh, you know, before we talk about NFL and Falcons, which I don't really even want to do, so let's just not. Um, 
Well, Scotty, why don't you hit us with a little recap of what happened? And um, some of these games, I'll confess, I do not know the outcome. So if you could remind Well, me. surely this recap will clear all of that up for you. Yeah, sometimes the recap is like the fan in the fifth row trapped a mouse and spiked it or something. And and there it is. And, I, and I'm like, that's funny. Who won? <laughs> that's the thing, man. Everybody wins. Who won? It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's true. If that's not the most like, college football thing ever, uh, I had to listen. I forget what Pox was. Somebody was talking about how like it doesn't matter if you win or lose in rankings or something. I don't know. It, it was. I was just like, if that's not the most college football thing I've ever heard, winning and losing doesn't matter. Yep. All right, we're gonna start with the uh, the Thursday special. This was Iowa and Maryland playing a actually pretty exciting Thursday night matchup. Our recap uh, is brought to us from the time traveling PFF college account, which before the game tweeted that uh, Talia Tagavailoa, highest graded quarterback in the country, 158 dropbacks, zero turnover worthy passes. So just imagine what Wait, happened after that. Again, zero what? Zero turnover-worthy passes. So basically, had thrown zero passes oh, that so really even could have game. or should have been picked off. Yeah, so you can, you know, feel free to speculate how that game may or may not have gone. Just let your imagination run wild. I've already looked at the scores, even though I didn't watch that game, so I know how it went. <laughs> all right jonathan in the spirit of trying to guess how things went from the recap we'll we'll do play the whole stick out on this one what do you think happened in the iowa maryland game blind I react i think iowa won and maryland's quarterback talk about through more than three interceptions see the recap covered the whole game Iowa won 51-14. Talia threw five interceptions. Ha ha. See? It's all right there. He threw five interceptions? (laughs) Yeah, it was bad, bad. Hey, the backup got in and threw one, too. (laughs) Hey, give me me some of that. I want to see what it's like to throw a ball to the other team. Quit hogging all the interceptions. Oh, boy. I've heard that um, aloha means hello, goodbye. It also means I turn the ball over to you now. Don't jump the gun on one of our other recaps. (laughs) Sorry, I I don't know if that was bad to make a joke on the fact that he's Hawaiian. but All right. Anyway, uh, Ole Miss at Alabama, much hyped game. (laughs) The, the, The Twitter summary is... Actually, somebody that tweeted out the headline to an article on AL.com, titled the article, The Story of How Big Al Got His Popcorn Costume to Troll Lane Giffen. <laughs> Is this because of the, did, did he say something in the pregame about, go, well, get your popcorn out, see what happens? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he said it the, about popcorn. The game happened, and at some point in the game, the Big Al <laughs> costumed mascot was wearing a big tub of popcorn around his waist. 
So, uh, oh man, that is one of the funniest, dopiest looking mascot costumes in college football already. But you just put like a popcorn tutu around him. Oh, that's perfect. It doesn't get any better than that. I hope they went to like the uh, fine arts department or a local high school in Tuscaloosa even better and found that like, hey, this is came from the the kids Christmas pageant a while ago. I always put this on Big Al. Big Al's Big Al's also a funny name. It is. All right. You know what? That that is weird. No, you go ahead. I was going to make a comment about it, but no, go ahead. Well, it was weird because I was watching and I was excited for Alabama lose. And Lane Kiffin three times, I think, in the first quarter went for it on fourth down and didn't get it a single time. Yep. And it's just like, oh, how unlucky he was playing. Be he was playing for keeps. Yeah. I, I can't remember if it was he had a, a fourth one that they didn't get. I don't remember if it was the first quarter or not, but it was early. It might have been first uh, half, yeah. Yeah. That that's hey, one well. of those things where that's very much let's see, okay. Eleven fifty five left in the first, ten oh five left in the first. Ten minutes left in the first? That's not the right time stamp. Maybe all four were in the first quarter or something. Anyway, it was very much like a play to win. If they had not gone for it, that game would have been much closer. But it wouldn't have really been any more likely to win, right? Yeah, he was. He it just would have been. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Just unlucky. Yeah. So. All right. So all right. Yeah. Cincinnati, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. The crowd was very red, as is tradition for away <laughs> teams to take over Notre Dame Stadium. And uh, from, at, from at EDSBS. Playoff committee will unplug every cord in their house to keep from hearing about Cincinnati. <laughs> That's weirdly accurate. Yep. Or you could say, or to or to, to keep keep hearing about how Notre Dame is a shell of a shell of what it used to be. But really, what what are we doing with Notre Dame? We, I mean, everyone's heard about it. You know, why are we putting them in the playoffs? They cherry pick their schedule. They're never that good. Blah blah blah. They when they have like a big out of conference opponent, they they don't they're sometimes at best like maybe 50 to 60 percent at capacity, like their fans in capacity. And then the rest of it's just like swarms. It's at best a neutral site game at home for them. And sometimes it's a takeover and you just had a Cincinnati Bearcat takeover. Like, can we just admit that Notre Dame is not what it used to be? Mm. Yeah, Notre Dame is a bunch of rich people. They just care about their money. So whenever a good team plays at Notre Dame, they're like, oh, I can get $500 for my ticket. That's a great return on investment. That's like 300 pints of Guinness. <laughs> they're just a, a I'm just considering. Look, with, with a little, they just sit there and think with a little bit of insider trading, I can turn this $500 into 5000 No problem. <laughs> <laughs> they should start their own crypto. Call it Kelly coin. <laughs> oh, gosh. We have the uh, we have the um, the emoji of Chad Kelly screaming his face off. We just have to turn that to a one fungible thing. Brian Kelly, sorry. Yeah, don't you dare besmirch Chad Kelly like that. Excuse me. Did I just say Chad Kelly, the uh, former yeah. Ole Miss quarterback? Yes. What yes. am I doing? What am I? I'm I'm signing off the pod. See you guys. Also, former yeah. Clemson quarterback. So. 
We'll, we'll stick in South Carolina, Troy, South Carolina recap here from Sunbelt Pages. And this just recaps, I don't know, the most memorable play in the game, which is Troy fumbles, South Carolina recovers, South Carolina fumbles, South Carolina recovers, South Carolina drops the ball at the one and it rolls out of bound for a touchback. Troy football. <laughs> if y'all haven't seen the... The look on the face of the South Carolina dude while they were while they were reviewing this play, it is gold. It is just a hundred percent grade A meme. So I suggest you know the whole time he dropped it early, like even during Uh, the review. Not according to his face, he was very surprised. (laughs) Yeah, it's basically the entire plot of Falcon and the Winter Soldier summed up in one college football play. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i didn't know that he lectured anybody Mm -hmm. about sociology and politics at the end of the the game though oh you didn't you didn't catch that it was right before he let the ball yeah yeah it was right that's why he had to let the ball go (laughs) you love it it he said democratic representation (laughs) is a lie and then he just let it go (laughs) (laughs) all right Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, brought to us from Desmond Howard. And he did. And he tweeted out in response to a picture of him and Ron Dane on the sidelines. Ron Dane, former Wisconsin running back. Two Heisman Trophy winners, right, from the same era. (laughs) Desmond tweeted this picture of him and Ron Dane and said, looks like a picture of a Heisman winner. And his uncle just... Showed up from a bar and looking to hold fifty dollars. <laughs> Gotta put this picture. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my gosh, and that's you know pretty indicative of how the teams look too. So it works pretty well. Random trivia: Did Ron Dane win the Heisman two years in a row? Or am I making that up? Just one year. Archie Griffin. Archie. The old running back from Ohio State won it twice. Okay. Um, Pitt and Georgia Tech recap from oh, Frosted give Orange. It to, give it to oh, me boy. slow. Give it to me slow. Someone on the Pitt sideline just got cuffed and walked out. What? This is before the game. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. I don't need to know. It's already great. But <laughs> there's like four state troopers escorting a handcuffed man off the sideline before the game. Man, if I was at that, if I was at that pregame sitting in the stands, I would have just walked up and left and said, "Well, boys, it's not getting any more exciting than that. That's the best part of the game." Mm-hmm. It's glorious. And I think I would have been right. I didn't get to watch that game, but uh, I think I would have been right. That was very exciting if you're a Pitt fan. That's true. Go Cougars! Panthers. Panthers. I did this last week, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I just, you didn't <laughs> learn their effing mascot, man. There's so many freaking wildcats out there. Just pick one. How, how dare you disrespect Pitt? They're so nationally relevant. Panthers, Cougars, Pumas, and Tigers. Bobby what are Memphis? Are they the Lions? Have they got a Bearcat? They're, they're the Tigers. Memphis is the Tigers. Man. They're the Tigers. Cincinnati. Bearcat. I don't, I don't know what a Bearcat is. It's just neither a bear or a cat. It's actually a, a monstrosity, a chimera of sorts that does not need to exist. But I digress. I've taken us too. At long. least, at least it's original. At least you can remember, right? True. 
Can't um, forget it. Um, one of the other much hyped top ten matchups, Arkansas at Georgia. Uh, recap is brought to us by mm-hmm. at Chapel Bell Curve. Uh, you might think the pressure of next week's game is on UGA, but what about Auburn playing while knowing that if they lose, the rest of the country will discover that they weren't ever that good and UGA ain't play nobody. A loss <laughs> against the dogs retroactively messes you up. Oh, man. That's accurate. I can't win. Like I mean, Lord willing, Jesus. Maybe the Georgia wins the national championship this season. The shirt I'm making, and I'm going to make money off this, it's going to say, we may have won the national championship, but we really haven't played anybody, and it's hard to know how good we actually are. Danny Cano would buy that shirt from you. Yeah, he would. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that was... blow out Alabama by 40 points, and people would be like, well, you know, and here's the thing. Look, well, Alabama isn't what they were last year, okay? It's true, they're not. Their offense is not uh, but, nearly as Right. But, but that'll be all any... That'll be the talking point, right? It's like, oh, yeah, they can't beat Alabama and Nick Saban. And then if you beat them, oh, well, you know, Alabama just wasn't as good as usual, so right. it's not that impressive. You're really splitting hairs Far when you're... Noise. Yeah, you're really splitting hairs when you're saying, well, this just wasn't a good year. How many like good teams were there this year as opposed to this year? I'm like, who cares? <sighs> Speaking of definitely good teams this year, don't look too closely. Um, Auburn at LSU. Recap brought to us by John Boyce. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> oh, man, I love this one. Uh, Bo Nix is required to explore the entire backfield like a Zelda dungeon before throwing the football. <laughs> I just oh. pictured, um, you remember in Ocarina Time, there's like a shadow that would form underneath you and then suddenly a giant monster hand would come out of the ceiling and pick oh, yeah. you up and take you right where you started. I feel like that was that was the the picture in my mind. Um that was the yeah that, that short of that happening, there was nowhere else for Bo Nix to go on the in the backfield that one play he hit Jake Fromm's old brother in the tu- in the end zone for a touchdown. Jeez Louise. Yeah. The uh I, I definitely need to look at the clip and maybe make my own where right before he throws it, you hear the little like he found the <laughs> You also hear him go, ah, ah, ah. Oh, he's running around. Yeah, I wonder if somebody's it. made that. There's no way. That actually is the internet, so probably. Yeah, it's like, but also they might have, so it's hard to tell. All right, so, sorry. Oregon at Stanford. Mm. Um, this tweet is brought to us by Matt Prim, mm-hmm. and it is quote, "Excuse my language, but I played like shit." End quote. <laughs> Oregon quarterback Anthony Brown. I love it. You know, I love people who are keep it real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how that what game went. We learn applies to our lives to say God has a lot to say in His book. I just picture the Veggie Tales. What have we learned? Song, and then cut to Anthony Brown. Excuse my language, but I played like shit. Oh, now that's a matchup that would absolutely kill it on the internet. <laughs> uh, can we copyright that? We could try. I could try to throw it together. <laughs> All right, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Uh, summary by David Pollock. Lincoln Riley and staff deserve a raise for challenging that onside kick. They saw that double kick that no one else caught. Unreal. Uh, 
that this is actually a pretty fun summary because one, if an onside kick getting reviewed is an important part of the game, then it's actually a pretty close game, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but also, it was pretty wild. There's an onside kick Kansas State recovered. So I don't know if y'all saw this. They recovered it. And then it got reviewed for whether or not it went 10 yards, which it did go 10 yards. So they're like, review confirms that it went 10 yards. And then Oklahoma challenges whether or not the kicker actually touched it a second time right away, like before it went hardly anywhere, right? Which would be much before 10 yards. Which, by rule, you cannot re-review a play. Mm. So they shouldn't have re-reviewed it. But they did. Because they'd already done it. But they did re-review it, and then they, when they did, they found out that it did touch the kicker's foot twice, and so that counts as early, and it was Oklahoma ball. Like, oh. he didn't, like, he didn't kick it, tw- he didn't swing his leg twice, but he right. kicked once, and on the swing through, it goes straight down into the ground, and when it comes back up, it, like, hits the bottom of his cleat or something as it continues and bounces on. So he like it hit him at like point one yards or something like this, right? Right after it left the tee. That's anyway, funny. that was pretty unique. Never seen that. Very interesting. Were K State so, fans livid on Twitter? Uh based on well, are there K State fans on Twitter? But based on the fans in the stands, because it was at K State, they were moy upset. I could imagine. What was the final score of that game? Um, let me see if I can pull so it up. Uh, Lincoln it. Riley like deserves a raise. Oh, sorry. It's like 38, 31, something like that. Oh, wow. Close game. Yeah. No. So, all right. And, uh, we're doing a little bit of, doing a little bit of double dipping here. We have a Kentucky, Florida recap slash Mississippi state, Texas A&M recap slash Auburn LSU recap, uh, part two. And it's Andy Staples. I didn't think it could get, could get worse than searching Dan Mullen tonight. Then I searched Jimbo Fisher, and I thought it couldn't get worse than that. Now I'm going to type in Ed Orgeron. <laughs> oh, boy. It's fire everybody season already. Hey, this is before Andy had bothered to search Urban Meyer, so it always gets worse. Oh, oh, oh. My spirit. Part of my spirit. Hey, is that, is that an Urban Meyer impression? Oh, Urban Meyer at a happy hour in the bar. That is my spirit leaving my body, waiting for the rest of my corporeal form to show up in Los Angeles to take the (laughs) job at Southern Cal. That's funny. That's a really good tweet. All three losing coaches on the day. Should be said. All right. Fresno State at Hawaii recap. The latest game of the week, uh, Brett McMurphy. Aloha means goodbye to Fresno State's New Year's Six Bowl hopes. Oh, aloha. That's hilarious. See, I told uh, you. Not mean quite. To. Yeah, I know. Yeah, jumping the gun. <laughs> it would have been funnier if Justin had jumped the gun. No, I'm kidding. I like any kind of joke dealing with um, people like, oh, did you know this in Hawaii? Because it's usually like, you usually hear it from somebody who, uh, you know, maybe went there one time when they were in middle school. I was like, oh, I, you know, I got, this was my spirit animal that was awarded to me at this luau that was not sponsored by a resort. 
and uh, <laughs> one of the main islands. They gave me this bead. I said it means um, spirit of the volcanic wind or whatever. Mm, cool. And it, it could it could just be like he read off the the guy read off his receipt at Wendy's. Like yeah yeah this is um yeah 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 you are sea turtle child. Yeah. Aloha. <laughs> anyway. All right, Arizona State UCLA recap. Uh, Sun Devil Source, Herm Edwards, quote, I told you guys when I first got here, you never know what will happen. You want to know who won the game? Go look it up. Uh, Clemson, Clemson Boston College recap from PFF College. Clemson is officially unranked for the first time since 2014. Wait. You hate to see it, but Wait. you also love to. <laughs> I love to see all the bandwagon <laughs> fans that have hopped on on their recent success, and now they're all like looking around like lost children in a grocery store. But but I mommy said she'd be right here, and now she's not. It is mind-boggling because you know DJ Uangale, Aloha. Dolly doesn't mean hello, goodbye, and here's a pick six. It also means here's a top a top ranked quarterback who will dash all your hopes and dreams. That's the end. Uh, Wake Forest, Louisville recap from Reddit College Football. It's October 2nd, and the last remaining undefeated team in the ACC is Wake Forest. (laughs) Like everybody (laughs) predicted. That's what I thought. They're still juking people with that weird-ass read option where the quarterback hangs. He, like, you know, know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they, they run that little RPO where they just ride the mesh point for as long as possible without making a decision until the last second. Right, it's funny seeing game t- of ch- football chicken. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting, sort of like strategically, right? So, you know, the way that the RPO thing works, right, is you put defenders in a situation where you might have like one guy, and he has to pick. Oh, do I defend the quarterback or do I defend the running back? Right. Mm-hmm. Different teams have different ways of doing it, but usually, you know. They're like trying to wait until they hand the ball off or don't hand the ball off and then go after the guy with the ball, right? So Wake Forest is like, oh yeah, you're going to wait until we hand the ball off to make a decision? Joke's on you. We're not handing the ball off. We're just going to like slowly shuffle forward for three yards, both holding the ball, and then we'll make a decision. And then lateral. uh, Or then like hand it off or then keep it, right? But basically the quarterback and the running back are both like holding the ball, just kind of like shuffling forward down the field for a couple yards before yeah, they like make a decision. This looks funny. Sounds funny. Yeah. So all right, anyway, uh Tennessee and Missouri from Bruce Feldman. Uh Mizzou defensive line coach Jethro Franklin has been fired. And oh, analyst Al Davis will take over. And then the very unneeded statement, Mizzou got blown out yesterday by Tennessee. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bruce. We figured that one out. They got plastered. I did not expect that. It was 62 to 24. 62. No, nobody. Yeah, nobody expected like that. I mean, yeah. Whew. Where that came from. Is Mizzou that bad? I didn't think they were that That's bad. That's the thing, apparently, right? I mean. I thought Basel was a pretty good player. Yeah, <clears throat> that's what's wild. But Missouri's bad, bad. I mean, okay, so they lost the previous week 
to Boston College in overtime, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, okay, you, you know from that, like, all right, they're, they're not great or anything, but it's not like they got embarrassed or something, right? Like, yeah. Boston College is okay, you know, okay, you know, Missouri's just okay, so sure, sometimes you lose that game on the road in overtime. Uh, they lost a close game to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's pretty decent. That doesn't seem that wild, right? Mm-hmm. But you look at some of their other games, you really see some of the holes show up where they beat Central Michigan 34-24. to mm-hmm. Like, that's not that great, man. 34-24 to is not an impressive win against Central Michigan. Central Michigan, who's like 2-3, and three, right? They're not like... Yeah, and then um, they beat Southeast Missouri State, of course. But it was 59-28. to 28, And I think like Southeast Missouri State was able to run the ball on them a good bit for like 300 yards. So... Yeah. Well, thank you I mean... For, what were you going to say? Yeah. I was just thinking, I think Mizzou has had competent teams in the past, even not great, but I think it's mostly been because of their defense. You know, Barry Odom was running that show while he was the head coach. And, you know, he's doing he's doing a pretty good job being the defensive coordinator at Arkansas right now. And I think I, I think I like I think everyone likes the idea of Eli Drinkowitz being a, a successful head coach in the SEC because he is a, you know, kind of a weird, quirky offensive play caller. Always loves his flea flickers and all that. But we I don't know. Mizzou doesn't seem to be doing that well on the defensive side of the ball, and they seem to be doing okay on offense. But they also have not recruited well at all, so this maybe shouldn't surprise us all. Yeah, well, when they were doing well, like you said, they usually had an offense and a defensive line. They didn't necessarily always have a complete defense, right? I mean, a lot of times they had like some good players that weren't just defensive line, but usually they had a pretty solid defensive line. That was the strength of their team, right? Um, right now, not so much. I mean, if you want to know, since apparently 300 yards rushing by Southeast Missouri State is not enough to get the defensive line <laughs> coach fired, apparently the threshold is 458 yards rushing given up against Tennessee to get your defensive line coach fired. Okay, I did not know that. I mean, I, when I looked at that tweet, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a second-year head coach already firing an assistant. It's like, okay, he's getting absolutely torched on the ground in ways that All you right. shouldn't. Joe Milton. Joe Milton, their second-string big, slow quarterback, had 40 yards rushing because yeah. the real quarterback only had 80 yards because the starting running back only had 150 and then the two main backups only had like 75 and 50. Everybody had rushing yards. <laughs> I had rushing yards. Um, the grad assistant had, I had rushing yards. Yeah, I grad, had rushing yards. It's like, towel, I am Spartacus. The towel guy had rushing yards. <laughs> I am Spartacus. All right. Well, thanks for the recap. Uh, very quickly to tie a bow on college foosball this coming weekend. Um,. I'm just going to pick games that seem interesting. Arkansas plays Ole Miss. Uh, right now, Ole Miss favored by six. Um, it's at Ole Miss. And the point total for the game is 66. So if you look at the line, it's 666, which means do not bet on that game if you love Jesus. Um, 
Oklahoma. That's a weird game. Either yeah. team could win by like three touchdowns, and I would not be surprised. Yeah, don't put money on that. I think I'm leaning towards the Razorbacks um, for a couple reasons. One, um, I think both these teams run like a dime package defense, right? Like I know it's Arkansas's base d- defense is like three two six. I think Ole Miss does something really similar. Oh really? Yeah, and I think Arkansas has proven to be. I think they've shown themselves maybe to be a little bit better in the running game than Ole Miss is. So, and I think if in that matchup, I'll take the team that runs the ball better. That game will go a little bit like, or that will hinge a little bit on you know the same thing that the Georgia Arkansas game hinged on a little bit, which is really the. Georgia or now Ole Miss offensive line and how much push they can get and how well they can run the ball against Arkansas. Arkansas True. doing the three down lineman drop eight thing a lot is really good for limiting explosive plays and makes the offense have to like work for everything. But it does kind of just dare you to run the ball a little bit. And if you can really get a run game going, you can just lean on them and it's there, right? That's what Georgia did to great effect. Ole Miss is good running the ball, so maybe they'll be able to do that too and have that same game plan, right? But you don't get to have a bunch of big explosive plays over the top when you're doing that, and it really tests your patience. And Alabama actually adopted a lot of that model while playing Ole Miss last year because Arkansas did the same strategy to everybody last year, right? Including Ole Miss and Alabama, and it gave them fits. So... Alabama was like, okay, well, we're going to do a lot of this same defense that Arkansas plays against Ole Miss. We're just going to do it. Um, not a great time, maybe, for Arkansas to then see Ole Miss because Ole Miss like just got <laughs> – they had two whole weeks to, to prep for Alabama doing this, and then they're going to turn around and see the same defense again with less talent. So, <laughs> but, it, you know, Arkansas has been good at this strategy. So, like, if Arkansas is down linemen – kind of muck things up and get some push and cause some havoc, then their approach will will give Ole Miss some trouble. But, yeah, for me, I think you could probably watch one or two drives of that game and just watch the Ole Miss offensive line and the Arkansas defensive line and probably know about how it's going to go. Yeah. As it often does. Um, Oklahoma plays Texas. In Texas, Texas is... <clears throat> Oklahoma's favorite by three and a half. Um, and the two teams will meet at halftime to plan how they're going to spend their new SEC money. Money, mm-hmm. money, money. Money, 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 Georgia, money, money. Auburn. Money, please. Georgia <laughs> favorite by 14 and a half. Whatever. Here. Yeah, quarterback drama all week again. Hooray. Yeah, Love yeah. it. So much fun. Love the opinions. It's great. Alabama at Texas A&M, favored by 17 and a half. Yeah, that's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. That's pretty much, pretty much it. All the interesting ones. Unless I'm missing You one. forgot LSU, <laughs> Kentucky. There's a, yeah, yeah, right. Also, there's a there's a top four matchup in Iowa Penn State. Oh, I missed oh, that. Oh boy, we use the term <laughs> top. We use top four very loosely there. I missed that. Is that the big? Well, you got number three right. God, jeez, Louise. Sorry, <laughs> my my brain. 
something in me die yeah, when I, I said I said number three ranked Iowa. Yeah, oh, I understand it. Yeah. Oh gosh, number it, three ranked this Iowa. Is, this is that weird time of the season. We mentioned it last week, right? Where you have teams that's like, well, they're in a major conference and they're normally a winning team and they're undefeated, so gotta have them in the top five. And like I was been impressive. It's man, it's hard to really think they're the third best team though. That is not but. the big nude kickoff. That is the four p.m. Oh, what do we got for big nude? <laughs> What's that Maryland Ohio it's State? Ohio State, uh, Maryland at Ohio State. Ooh. Oh yeah, Ohio oh. State's gonna pants Maryland, or maybe not. I don't know. It gets weird when things get nude. It gets weird when things get nude. Uh Um, All right, y'all. I guess, is that it for us today? That might be it. I'll ask you you one more question. Oh, that's a quickie. What about about baseball, John? I'll ask you some quick knocks. Go Barbs. There's a couple of play-in games, you know, your wild card games, which uh, teams hate fans like, sports journalists like to uh, wax philosophical about. The uh, first game is tomorrow. Yankees, Red Sox, a classic. The winner gets to go play in the wildcard series. Um, uh, extra obvious bonus. One of these teams doesn't make the real playoffs. So that's wonderful. Oh, so great. The same is true for the NL wildcard play in game. Cardinals, Dodgers. This is funny because the Dodgers having to play their way into the playoffs against the Cardinals, even though they won 105 games. I mean, it's a good refreshing break from them having to from them paying their way into the playoffs. Am I right? The Giants won that division on the last day of the season. Um, and I don't want to hear. It I'm is, ready. It is wild that you can win 105 games and have this stupid random playoff game it's true. or play in game. True. But as a Braves fan, I remember plenty of teams that won 100 games. And guess what? You don't get a World Series title for winning 100 games. So I don't give a crap that the Braves are in the playoffs with 88 wins. They can all suck it. <laughs> they gave trophies out for having 100 wins. We'd have several of them. <laughs> um, so winners, winners of Yankees versus Red Sox plays Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, on Thursday, and the winners of uh, the Cardinals Dodgers game play the Giants on Friday. Yeah, there are gonna be some stabbings in Boston tomorrow night. Oh God! <laughs> hey, Mark, we got a Yankees fan here. The Braves kick it off. Give me that Sam Brewers. Adams bottle. Braves Braves kick it off against the Brewers on Friday night, and then they play against Saturday, and then they back in Atlanta on Monday. Um, yeah, how do you think that's? I think the uh, Braves Brewers. I I think just like by the numbers, it's kind of like a oh, it's so. a pretty fifty fifty toss yeah, up. Yeah, I, I haven't. I think I've watched I think a lot of the Brewers them. this I think year. If we'd have faced so. the Brewers earlier in the season, they were pretty elite. Right now, their pitching is sick. Their offenses. Hmm. Didn't one of their relievers break his hand by punching? Yeah, he was a celebrating wall? winning the division, and he—I uh, don't know what he punched, but he punched the thing, and he broke his hand. So he's out for the playoffs. And he's a good reliever, so. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm looking for a take to unite us here before we gotta hop off. Oh, I got. I, I think I have one for us. Troubling times when the bonds we all share are threatened to be torn asunder by the quick takes, the hot takes, the medium rare takes, and the takes that are doomed to be deleted on Twitter tomorrow. We 
need a sports take to bring us back together. Now, more than ever, these are the takes that unite us. All right, this comes from Message Board Geniuses, one of my favorite Twitter accounts. They peruse all the trashy fan site forums where you get to hear the, uh, yeah, you get to hear all the, the homers, all the crotchety fans of any team air their grievances and give their opinions and how they think they can fix their programs. This came from uhnd.com, which is a Notre Dame fan site. The header of the post is, the author of this post is called Curly1918. This could be somebody who actually lived during the glory days of Notre Dame football based on that date. Uh, Title of the post, now the last laugh is on the Bearcats when they qualify for the playoffs. There is no way in hell I would want us to play Alabama or Georgia this year. (laughs) And I think the rest of the college football world is saying we couldn't agree more. (laughs) That's actually really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, y'all. It's Auburn, uh, Georgia hate week, so. Look up all your Nick Fairley highlights. Yeah, just hoping things don't get weird. Sometimes those road games, things get weird. That's what it, we don't want. It's true. Jordan Hare is a weird stadium where black magic and witchcraft thrive. So you never know. Also, we don't. If it's because they've assimilated so many things from other programs that it creates a Frankenstein <laughs> with bad juju. So yeah. Also, we don't know if, if I don't know what JT Daniel if JT's. Daniel's body is ever going to be back in peak form ever again? Nope. He needs to get back on Mars where he belongs. Yep. And Logi. All right, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.